When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I am Maya, the singer, the songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a very poor celebrity voice impersonator. I am also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today in 1997, South Park premiered on Comedy Central. Created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the show focused on four boys living and cursing in the fictional Colorado town of South Park, one populated with equally colorful adult characters. Despite being animated and about children, South Park was not for kids. Characters cursed and killed each other and dealt with decidedly adult topics. For reference, the premiere episode is called Cartman Gets an Anal Probe, in which a third grader gets abducted by aliens who insert a probe into his butt. In addition to the obscenities and adult humor, South Park was notable for satirizing, well, pretty much everything. No topic was too taboo, from politics to racism to sexuality. No celebrity was spared skewering. No religion escaped mocking. This is occasionally to South Park's detriment, as a show run by two straight cis white men, and I can't say the show always holds up particularly well in 2021. Still, South Park's dark humor and daring attitude made it a hit and a cultural touchstone, one that stuck around for 23 seasons and is expected to get at least a couple more in. But let's back up. Stone and Parker met in 1992 while studying film at the University of Colorado. They bonded over their shared love of Monty Python, a British comedy troupe known for their surrealistic, satirical sketch comedy. They cite Monty Python as a South Park influence. At school, Parker and Stone made an animated short called The Spirit of Christmas. The film used stop-motion animation using construction paper cutouts, and a number of the characters looked like the now South Park characters. They had a mutual friend who was an executive at Fox, and he commissioned them to make a second version of The Spirit of Christmas called Jesus vs. Santa. In 1995, this one, which used characters that even more closely resembled the South Park characters, went to the 20th century version of Viral, getting widely copied and distributed on video amongst groups of friends. Stone and Parker took Jesus vs. Santa to a number of networks to pitch them a show about four boys who lived in a fictional Colorado town of South Park. Comedy Central executive Doug Herzog loved the short and the pitch and bought it to be turned into a TV series. It took Stone and Parker and a small staff that they put together three months to make the first episode, Cartman Gets an Anal Probe. It did not do particularly well with test audiences, particularly women, probably because South Park has some uh, misogynistic undertones. We'll get to that in a minute. 
But by this point, the spirit of Christmas and Jesus versus Santa were starting to get traction on the pretty new internet. Stone and Parker had some fans. They also had a show. Cartman gets an anal probe premiered on August 13, 1997. Before we get into South Park's fun facts, let's take a little bit to talk about the characters. Keep in mind that this show has been on for longer than I've even been alive, and there's just no way I'm going to be able to put every madcap plotline that's existed into this episode of 365 Days, but I'll do my best to pull some of the highlights out. The four main characters on South Park started off as Eric Cartman, Kyle Broflowski, Stan Marsh, and Kenny McCormick. They're all in the third grade at South Park Elementary, at least when the show starts. Cartman is kind of the ringleader. He's pretty racist, misogynistic, anti-Semitic, and probably the most foul-mouthed out of all of them, which makes him a great punchline. Kyle is Jewish, and he has a tiny brother named Ike, who was actually adopted from Canada. Stan lives with his parents, Randy and Sharon, and is in love with his classmate, Wendy. And Kenny, well, Kenny dies in almost every episode. Eh, it's kind of a thing. Other characters of note include Mr. Garrison, the boy's third grade teacher, who undergoes an exploration of his own sexuality and gender, and in the early seasons, there's Chef, voiced by late singer Isaac Hayes, who often dispensed wisdom to the boys that was perhaps a bit too adult for them. Buttersworth is another third and later fourth grade student at South Park, who's often the butt of the main cast jokes. There's Token Black, a rich kid and the only black kid in school. There's Terrence and Philip, a Canadian television comedy duo, and there are a whole bunch of characters I'm not even sure it's appropriate for me to go into detail on, like Big Gay Al, Mr. Slave, and Towley. I'll let you just watch the show on your own if you really, really want to know. Stone and Parker voice most of the main characters themselves. The late actor, Mary Kay Berkman, did most of the female voices until she died in 1999, and she's been replaced by a number of voice actors since then. Voice guest stars have included George Clooney, Elton John, DMX, Jennifer Aniston, Bill Hader, and unfortunately, Elon Musk. Generally, South Park episodes are one-offs. It takes a few days to do the animation, which Parker and Stone do using software, only the pilot was done with real cutout animation, so they're generally written pretty close to their air date. This means that South Park is able to parody recent events as soon as they happen, much like Saturday Night Live. For instance, the season 7 episode It's Christmas in Canada featured a scene with the erstwhile Iraq leader Saddam Hussein hiding in a spider hole and getting arrested. That episode aired on December 17, 2003, a reference to the current events surrounding the real Saddam Hussein, who only four days earlier was found hiding in a hole in the ground in rural Iraq and arrested by U.S. troops. Now, let's get to the fun facts. Cartman's lines are mostly ad-libbed. There are aliens hidden in the background scenes in most of the show's episodes, and it only takes five days to make a South Park episode. South Park holds the Guinness World Record for the most swearing in an animated series. Stan and Kyle are based on Parker and Stone, respectively. The characters' parents are also based on Parker's and Stone's parents. There's a full-length South Park movie called South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Parker and Stone are also the creators of the hit Broadway musical, The Book of Mormon. Stone, who voiced Kenny, would speak into his sleeve to get his distinctive, muffled voice. Kenny was killed once and for all in season five, and Butters got a bigger role. The voice of chef, Isaac Hayes, left the show in season 10 after an episode making fun of Scientology. Hayes was a Scientologist. 
South Park has also weathered a large number of controversies over the last couple decades. The show uses racial slurs, generally for satirical purposes, but slurs are still slurs. The show satirized the Prophet Muhammad, which angered Muslim viewers, in addition to a wide range of religions, including Mormonism, Judaism, and Scientology. And generally, a lot of the show's takes on sexuality, gender, women, the disabled community, etc., have not aged particularly well in the course of 23 seasons. Still, South Park's place in cultural history has been cemented. But we can always push for comedy and the jokes that are made to be a little more conscious. Now, let's talk about music. Today, 1994, was the second day of Woodstock 94, which commemorated the 25th anniversary of the original Woodstock Music Festival in 1969. Held at Winston Farm, just west of Sagardy's, New York, the Saturday lineup included Crosby, Stills and Nash, Melissa, Etheridge, The Cranberries, Blind Melon, Salt and Peppa, Nine Inch Nails, and Aerosmith. Other acts over the course of the festival included Green Day, Bob Dylan, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Over 350,000 people attended, and the festival was followed up by Woodstock 99. And well, yeah, you get it, 1999. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on August 13th in my life. On August 13th, 2018, I started working on driver's ed. Now, if there's any indication that I'm 21 now and I still don't have a driver's license, you can tell that my journey with driver's ed didn't get very far. Um, yeah. There was once a little kind of dot in the horizon that made me think I could be able to drive, but now I haven't really followed that. So we'll see. Maybe I'll be 30 when I finally pick up my permit. I have no idea. We shall see together. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's three